0: Around the NFL Podcast. Welcome! Welcome!
1: Welcome! Welcome to another edition of the Around the NFL Podcast presented by Intuit QuickBooks, the official sponsor of the NFL. My name is Dan Hansis. I'm coming to you from a city filled with heroes in bunkers. Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal. What is up, boys? Hey, Dan. Happy Monday, everybody. Oh, yeah.
2: What is the difference between Monday and Saturday or Thursday or any other day at this point? The we, the MO is consistent from day to day.
3: We didn't do a podcast on Saturday and Sunday, but we're doing them uh, every day this week. Into it, QuickBooks didn't know what they were getting
1: themselves in for. What a bargain <laughs> we're turning into. Speaking of which, yeah, I think it's time to go back to the table. And I know they're going to say, well, this is not the time to negotiate. This is the time to negotiate. <laughs> You paid for, in fact, Ricky Hollywood, how are you doing, by the way? Doing well. How are you guys? Uh, Well, do you think that this is something to take up with the shadowy league figures? Do we need to be given the Intuit pop five times a week as we're planning to do again this week? I mean, it's a fair question to ask.
4: Yeah, crazy. Yeah, for sure. I will uh, get on that right away.
1: (laughs) All right, great. That's important. Um, Yes, we are back with you for another week as the second wave of free agency is in Full swing, And we're going to get you caught up on all the latest news that has occurred since uh, we last uh, were with you, which was Friday, <clears throat> as we've already noted. We're planning to come to you again uh, every day this week, and uh, maybe the pod will be a little shorter uh, than you're used to. But now that we're going every day, we're just going to kind of tinker with some things and, you know. Uh, explore the space a little bit in what's a uh uh, in a time where time and space is very confusing we might as well uh play around a little bit right boys absolutely why not play with it play with the space i love having um
3: I, i thank the listeners for all the feedback and uh it's a you know it's been great to have some function in the world like it's good to have something to do ultimately uh this is only an hour a day. Like The the listeners are saying it brings a little normalcy to
5: their lives. It brings a little uh, normalcy to, to mine. Oh, yeah. You don't need time on your hands and yourself on your mind. That's the last thing you need. This has been healthy for all of us. I like getting a chance to peer into, for instance, Greg's. Um,
2: I believe maybe that's a living room space. I just saw... A female a woman walk walk by in the background so I wouldn't see that if we were all sitting in a uh, studio 66 I mean called.
3: you know you know who it was I, I don't either, know at all it's either Emika or LS my my wife or daughter those are the only two women in my house I don't Look know what like you the have ghost, going on at your house the ghost on the
5: from three men and a baby <laughs>
1: Wow that reference again for the second time in a month you didn't see that coming did you um, <laughs> Also uh, coming up today, in addition to the news, we're also going to check in. Greg, you wrote a banger. Is it live on the site yet? It it is. Tell I'm us about a, it. I think it's like a
3: you know, what's just below banger, like a solid uh, sub banger. It's like um, one of my opposite fields. It's an opposite field single in softball. I'm going to score a run. <laughs> I'm getting on base. Uh, let, you know, no one needs to call it a hero. Uh, best and worst contracts of free agency. Who got some? What, from the team perspective, who got some good values,
5: who maybe made some bad
3: deals. Ooh, I, I read so it. Let
5: me translate this for you. The article is, these are the guys I like and these are the guys I don't like. No, I mean, that's Yeah, it's It's the same guys you hate got bad contracts and the guys you love got good contracts. That's not true. You
3: would always say, um, for instance, I haven't been on Kiss and Cousins Corner. I let it with a good
1: contract there. How about that? contracts.
2: Excellent well, way to sell it, Wes, by the way. Thank you. That's uh, that should keep the <laughs> listeners plugged in to the end of the show.
1: All right, boys, I'm happy to hear that everyone's healthy. Erica, you look healthier than ever. I feel like you've been doing something. Are you exfoliating? What's happening with you?
4: Yeah, you know, um, not showering every day has actually been pretty nice. So when I do get all, you know, what? I don't know. I, don't, I was going to just say something like hussied up, but I don't know if that's like <laughs> if that's allowed. So we'll have to look into that. Um, but yeah, no, going on runs, getting out of the house a little bit, feeling good.
1: And how are the quarantine beards coming along, gentlemen?
4: Mark's looks really nice, I got to say. I'll show you. A little mm.
2: bit. It's a little Look, it's in that sort of, um, admittedly creepy stage where i just you know the the people in my own home are wondering uh where this is going can't get a haircut for two months either that's another um deep concern of mine
4: Greg's is looking decent you know you got your patches like normal it's problematic
2: it's ugly
3: it's more i'm i'm on mark's uh, corner too that the the lack of a haircut's going to become a problem sooner than later mm.
4: Dan looks hot got to say <laughs>
3: Really you
1: think it's okay it's Yeah it's i really like better. it
4: yeah i like it I like it. And Wes looks like he's about to deliver his baby himself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's the hermit starter kit. You know, Wes, I thought you were joking about that. And then I had a nice conversation with your wife on the phone. It was no hanky panky, just for the record, uh, Wes. <laughs> Thank um, you for that. And uh, she said she had legitimately had you going on YouTube to do some type of uh, cursory research into delivering a baby out of a, uh, you know, thing.
5: Well, this is weighing heavily on her mind. This was the story of our weekend. She's been seeing tweets where a hospital in New York, the husband was not allowed in because uh, there's no room at the end, basically, because of the coronavirus. So she's been researching. She's a little worried that there's not going to be enough room even for the people giving birth. Mm. So she's been looking up alternative places to have a baby. Um, We may. What is it called? A doula? A doula, A doula, yeah. Yeah, we may have one of those. There may be a birth in the bathtub. We've been told by neighbors oh that firemen, uh, we saw Lindsey Rhodes over the weekend from six feet away, and she told us that her husband has delivered babies. He's a fireman. So 911 might be our best bet, but it, there is well, you got be two months. you got
3: two months, right? It's, it's, right. um, if there's something to be grateful there, if it was, if you were like two weeks away, that would be, um, an even bigger concern than I'm sure it already is, Well,
5: if it was two (laughs) weeks away, then I would start to worry about it. She's more in the 2 months worrying (laughs) stage. One note, Wes, you know, Ben Liebenberg's
2: wife, A, is a doula, and B, the children that are born underwater um, are notably calmer individuals. Um, I can attest that my two children were not born underwater, but it's not a terrible um, strategy. You don't keep them underwater. They are quickly brought out from that but they're coming from essentially a sack of water inside the mother's body
5: just to let you know i hear you it feels a little too los angeles for me personally but i I don't think i'm gonna get much of a vote when it matters
1: i'm still hung up on the fact that lindsey rhodes's husband who by the way is essentially like a super hot surfer firefighter guy he's also delivering babies i mean everything that's a good job by lindsey rhodes he's a five-tool player I mean he's a very lucky man too, but wow, what a combination right there.
2: <laughs> Tall hot fireman, not just What hot. are you
1: drinking, Dan? This is actually a, a iced tea, but it does look like whiskey because I'm drinking it out of a whiskey glass. Okay.
5: That's what we would expect you to say.
1: I'm in back I'm back into because what you got to do is you got to control the drinking in this situation and um thanks you know, for your leadership. There is a temptation to just drink every day during this, but I have now Relaxed into more like a weekend drinking scenario and then keeping it sober during the week. You got to have set little, um, you know, walls Mm. for yourself and barriers during this unforeseen time in our lives.
2: That sounds nice. I don't think a single person um, viewing this is convinced that's iced tea. But continue on with the (laughs) the narrative. It's also it's a good
3: it's a good um, idea. We're here Monday afternoon. We'll revisit Friday's show after our fifth straight. See how it's going.
1: Yeah, that's fair. All right, let's uh do some news. Someday you will find me caught beneath the landslide in a champagne soap and over in the sky. Wash your hands, you little f***ers. <laughs> <laughs> that is my boy, the eternally great uh Liam Gallagher, formerly of Oasis, showing people how to wash your hands during the coronavirus pandemic, and uh, he did a fine job, I have to say, and I liked his little message at the end as well.
5: That takes me back about twenty-five years. I had it's no been idea about that, that long.
3: I had no idea that was actually Liam Gallagher. I just thought it was like a <laughs> like a bad YouTuber doing a bad Liam Gallagher impression.
2: <laughs> He's been all over it recently. I mean, you, there are certain people out there that are attacking this uh, "everyone inside" thing, and I, I don't want to necessarily. Put names on it, but some people that I found delightful on Twitter, I am simply just muting at this point because too much of anyone um, is too much. And there are, I could easily come up with a list of 20 to 30 people that are going to get deep sixed from my hemisphere very soon.
1: At the at the day, uh, you know, at the risk of shamelessly plugging my other podcast, the Throwback Pod, we had our first episode taping over the weekend, where we addressed a lot of what's going on in the music pop culture realm. And the Gail Gadot led um, Imagine song, did you guys all? That are you did guys not go in well. On this? Yeah, that was a a bomb in the wrong direction. The celebrities are struggling a little bit because they don't know what to do in their giant houses. Uh, so I, if you want to, if you like cringe comedy, check out Gail Gadot. And uh, is that how you say Godot? Godot? Godot, I think it is. Godot, whatever. Uh, leading a, uh, a parade of celebrities making a fool of themselves, singing Imagine. And then this other thing that's happening, I enjoyed Liam doing it because I, I find him to be very entertaining. But a lot of celebrities are they're giving back by showing how they wash their hands, which I feel like is just like a fancy way to show how nice your kitchen is.
2: Hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, look at me. I'm going to go to sink number eight. and You know, <laughs> warm, rushing, warm water. Beautiful soaps that cost like $80 a bar. Please.
1: (laughs) All right. Let's get into the news. Uh, The Saints made a move over the weekend uh, that definitely helps them. They signed Emmanuel Sanders, formerly of the 49ers, to a two-year, $16 million deal Um, This is the same Manny Sanders who got traded from the Broncos to the Niners and then really had a a good impact in San Francisco with Jimmy Garoppolo and company. The end of his season was hampered by an injury, uh, but he's already shown he can come back uh, from injury. He made it back from an Achilles uh, in his time with Denver. So he's a guy, he's older, he's 33, um, but he showed last year he can play. And the Saints, Chris Wessling, were a team that, despite having the magnificent Michael Thomas, really needed another guy to add to that wide receiver group. This feels like a really nice pairing.
5: Yeah, I I love this signing, and I I think we spent most of last year saying we needed somebody besides Michael Thomas to step up in this offense, and Jared Cook ended up doing that in the second half of the season when Alvin Kamara was injured. So now you've got Kamara coming back healthy, Michael Thomas, best receiver on the planet, Emmanuel Sanders, Jared Cook – I. You've got Malcolm Jenkins added to the defense. I feel like with the 49ers losing DeForest Buckner, losing Emmanuel Sanders, by by the time training camps open, whenever that happens to be, the Saints are going to be people's consensus pick for the Mm. NFC. They're the
3: safest pick, I think, to make the playoffs in the entire NFL, maybe with the Chiefs. Like, I give Mickey Loomis, their general manager, a lot of credit. They are always the team going into the offseason that people are overly concerned about their salary cap, and then they always manage to make it work by moving a lot of money around. And this contract, Chris Wesseling, made the best contracts list. I don't like this uh, slander you gave it right off the top <laughs> because it's perfect uh, for a team that like is the ultimate win now team. You got to figure out, like, Emmanuel Sanders is a win now receiver. He's not going to honk a lot if he doesn't get a lot of targets. He fits in well. He's known as a great team at, like, he's a perfect, like, role player to add to that team. I that's
5: think it's, an article it's, for you. Do, <laughs> do your list of win-now teams this offseason. Oh, I was going to say, do your
3: guess. list of guys who honk too much. <laughs> Ooh,
5: that's a long list. I
3: mean, that's Thursday's show. We're going to be needing topics. Someone should be writing these down.
2: I think that's something that I s- you see happen in the NFL a little bit is when someone like Sean Payton goes out and faces the 49ers, and in you know in the game last year that was one of the better games we've seen in years— and it's Emmanuel Sanders who tortures them for 157 yards, a touchdown receiving, and then throws a 35-yard bomb to Raheem Mostert. It's like, okay, this guy can do a little bit of everything. He's also, you know, in a weird, very weird offseason, a veteran who's been around so many different offenses that you can just sort of account on him to produce right away, no matter what they introduce him to.
1: All right, moving on. Uh, Quarterback news. The New England Patriots are obviously a fascination of everyone now in the wake of Tom Brady's decision uh, to sign with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and they have to address their quarterback room. Now, Jared Stidham is a guy that they seem to like, but everyone or a lot of people seem to think, come on, that's not how this is actually going to play out, is it? Uh, Who else is going to be in that room? Well, they added someone, Brian Hoyer, uh, the veteran quarterback who I feel like has been with a million teams, and now he's been on the Patriots for a third time. So he comes over uh, and joins that room, essentially replaces Brady's roster spot for the time being. Uh, Greg, you um, are a man who supports the Patriots on some level. Do you believe there is a ble- <laughs> a big splash in store for New England either in the next week or two or in the draft, or is this potentially a real hmm. situation with Stidham?
3: I mean, the only thing um- – that they're gonna make a splash, and is the price of my house on Stidham Corner going up? I mean, uh, <laughs> I, we've been ta- I've been talking about this on the podcast for a while. I thought I thought he was a legitimate part of the equation, and this Brian Hoyer sign makes me think it's over. I mean, they are rolling into 2020. I think with Hoyer, Stidham, and maybe a rookie to be named later, but this was the strongest sign yet that Stidham is gonna be a huge factor. And they don't have much cap space, and I, it wouldn't surprise me if they draft someone too. Uh, but but Stidham, I think, is a guy they have to believe in, or else they wouldn't be acting how they're acting. And Hoyer, to me, is like kind of the the thing that tells us what they want.
5: Yeah, I need somebody to explain to me how the Patriots are not going to be a bad team in 2020. I know they have the greatest coach of all time, but the roster is not impressive, especially on offense and. When we see these teams that go from 10 wins down to three or four wins, it's because they don't have a quarterback and it's because the quarterback play is abysmal and whatever Jared Stidham had a great preseason. We've seen tons of guys have great preseasons and then flame out and be nothing. I just, this, this offense gives me no confidence whatsoever. they got a g- ways to go.
2: Yeah. I just, I, right. they'd had a low wattage roster in many ways last year and you know, we could talk about the Vikings all day long for letting people go left and right. And it's not that, like, stars are leaving New England, but people with key roles from a year ago are all gone. So their draft suddenly become super important. And I just, part of me, I'm not rooting against the Patriots necessarily, but it would be amazing to see Belichick on a team that simply cannot hang with others and have to deal with that on a week-to-week basis? Because I feel like he's kind of giving a gigantic middle finger to everyone and saying, I'm not panicking, (laughs) I'm not signing stars, I'm letting people go and signing nobody. I mean, you could have had Dalton, you could have gotten – Jameis Winston never felt like a Patriots quarterback to me. But there were guys out there, and Brian Hoyer does not exactly um, get the season ticket holder rushing to the gate to see eight of those affairs in Foxborough.
1: Um, I certainly said it with a a dose of glee because as a fan of an AFC East team that's not the Patriots, this has been a cause for celebration, Tom Brady leaving. Uh, But I kind of mean it, that the Patriots aren't special. If you take Tom Brady out of the equation, they're now like so many other teams that are looking for a quarterback and – I think Belichick's greatness as a coach, you know, you're not gonna question that. But is there any scenario where this is a a, a truly contending team? I'm talking Super Bowl contending team in twenty twenty, the way it's presently constituted? No. And I, I think it'd hmm. be hard for anyone to argue that. I don't know. Do you go? I would
3: argue it just because football history has teams that you just don't see coming, and they would have to be a team like that. The 2001 Patriots, led by Tom Brady, being one of them. I mean, that, that was one of the... But well, that ones. was
1: a one-in-a-million thing, you know? Right. The Patriots, no, these Patriots, Patriots their are their so under
3: the radar. Right. I'm not what saying are talking they're... talking about? I'm saying... The, it there is le- there'd be less surprising teams to make a run and be relevant than the team that had the number one defense in the NFL last year with most of the key people back on that defense, led by you know a head coach who's you know, had a history of finding ways to do things even with or without Tom Brady. Doesn't mean they're going to be like a Super Bowl team, but the X factor that we're not, you know, talking about is like, how good is Stidham going to be? We have no idea. They don't really know how he's going to be in the regular season. But if he is the week one starter, like there is absolutely a chance that he's a capable quarterback or else I don't think they would have... Uh, as much faith in him as they do. The problem, you know, they just have to have a, a plan B. Brian Hoyer is making a million dollars on this contract, so he is not getting even decent backup money. He is getting, like, I may or may not make the team type of money.
2: Greg, so- let me ask you one quick thing. Like, do you, I, you know, I, I feel like I know your your answer's going to be, but the Patriots being in essentially cap hell right now, and you can't look at the roster and say there's stars all over the place, like with with another, another team that might be paying five or six all pros. I mean, do you put any of that at the feet of Belichick, where there has been a number of questionable drafts, number one, the team cannot go out and really sign anyone right now because of the cap space, and I know that we all talk about Belichick being the greatest GM along with everything else, but they're not exactly in a great place to roll out um, a c- continuity plan post Tom Brady right now?
3: No, they're not, and I think they would have been at di- different points. I guess I would just push back that they probably like their roster more than everyone else does. I mean, I think their defensive, their defense in terms of you know moving from the back to the front. Their secondary is very much intact. They do have the defensive player of the year. So we say we, they don't have stars. They have an offensive line where they have. As He'll good fade. A, He's going to fade quickly. <laughs> they have an offensive line pairing where they have a, a center who's been great for them, who'll be returning. One of the best guard combinations in the league. A first round pick at left tackle they love. And a, a one of the better right tackles in the league. So that's like one of the better offensive lines on paper. A deep backfield. I don't think they're like a great team, but I think you could find half the teams in the league with a lot less just pure talent than the Patriots still. I think that it's a
5: so much positive spin.
1: I think spin it's a fair maybe. time. And, and the counter to that is I think it's a fair time to question everything. Even Mark, your comment just now that Bill Belichick is a great GM, all that was all kind of built on the back of Tom Brady being his quarterback. So I know he's made a lot of shrewd moves throughout his career, but what can he do when he doesn't have the greatest quarterback of all time? But they, you know, he's
2: also one of the best trade partners. I mean, he has fleeced a billion people with trades and basically taught other teams how to negotiate trades. So I do give him... I don't think he's just. It's not been like. Here's the thing. He didn't have the greatest. Ghost or something here. He
3: didn't have the greatest quarterback of all time last year. Stidham is a major question mark in quarterback. And he's won and
1: done in the playoffs.
3: Right? Could could totally sink their team. Right, but it was it would have been the best season they won twelve games is kind of my point, like they won twelve games we can 't have it both ways that we talked about how bad Tom Brady was last year. I mean it pretty much was accepted on this podcast that at best he was mediocre, and they got an easy schedule, and maybe they 're more like a ten win team, but they they found a way to win twelve games that that actually happened. They beat some good teams along the way in that. That shows to me there was kind of a backbone that wasn't all based around the quarterback. The problem is, is Stidham going to be okay if he's really the guy or is he going to be a major, major problem? And and that's certainly possible.
1: Yeah, I don't think the Patriots are going to stink, but just whether they're actually a team that matters right now is more what I'm talking about.
5: And you can't have it both ways either. You can't call them the number one defense when you sat here and said in the last two months of the season that their defense was getting worse every week and they're no longer dominant.
3: I don't trust them on defense to be that good again. I think they have like an a, a, it's an asset what they have on defense. They're I expect them to be better than average, but you're right. I don't expect them to be nearly that good. Their the offense is going to have to be better.
1: I don't think any of us have asked this question, Greg. How are you? How are you holding up? I mean, in addition good. to the rest of the world upside down, uh, the Patriots obviously are matching the times that they live in. Even the Red Sox lose Chris Sale to Tommy John surgery. Well, that that one really hurt in the Rosenthal
3: household. It was like we 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 had a hard time getting <laughs> up that morning.
1: I mean, what what is how are you? I just I'm good. Ask it's funny. Okay.
3: Some of the listeners and you said I had an unemotional response to Brady leaving. And I feel so differently, like gratitude is an emotion and i and I'm not just saying that like I feel that more than ever right now, not about the patriots, but aren't the fi- like haven't you guys thought a lot about how lucky we are during this last week or two compared to like? all the people out there, many of whom we know and don't, who are a lot more vulnerable. You know what I mean? Like, we have jobs that are paying us. Well, you're
1: kind of taking this in a different direction, right? but no, I was
3: joking around. I feel the same thing about the Patriots. Like, they could go 0-16 forever, and I'd be grateful for what they they gave. I think right?
2: that's... You, you do occasionally have a disconnect with the larger Patriots fan base, and I think you just delved into a disconnect right there with the 0-16 forever. I'm not sure you're going to get... Too many to sign up for that in New England.
3: I, I you're a very optimistic Jets fan, Dan, and I'm, yeah. I was always kind of the same way when the Patriots were bad or or the the Red Sox are bad. It's the same way people are like, I don't know, the people that have like full time jobs and everything that are whining. I don't know. I don't
1: know. Okay. Well, it sounds like you're doing great. Uh, the Patriots also part ways <laughs> with Steven Gaskowski, so the end of an era at the quarterback and the kicker position. He'd been there forever. He's 36 years old, missed the end of last year with a hip surgery, seemed to be trending in the wrong direction uh, in general as he aged. So this was probably a pretty easy decision that saves some money for the Pats. So that is another position uh, that has some unrest. Who was their kicker last year? At the Folk end- oh, Hero. Folk, folk Hero wonder if he's back.
5: They or, had like eight of them.
1: <laughs> yeah. really didn't expect back. a
5: guy on kicker corner to be asking who the Patriots kicker was last
1: year. You know what? My, my mind is a little scattered right now, I ha- I have to admit. Uh, in, other former Patri- ice tea. in other former Patriots news, uh, Jeremy Fowler of ESPN reports that the Colts intend to keep Jacoby Brissett. Jake Brisket, who, of course, was the starting quarterback last year after Andrew Luck's uh, surprise retirement, Uh, Would figure now to slide into the number two role behind Philip Rivers, who signed the one-year, twenty-five million-dollar deal uh, to join the Colts in the short term. So I even read and uh, Peter King of NBC wrote that it wasn't even you know beyond thought that beyond uh, reason that. Jake Prisket could be the the future answer in Indy. I don't buy that at all. I don't think there's any going back once you move away from him uh, for a year or however long this lasts with Phil Rivers. Uh, But he makes so much sense to me as their number two.
5: Yeah, when you um, asked me to embed with the Colts Mm. at the press conference, I I told you what what was going on with Jacoby.
1: You did. They
5: love him as a human being. They just don't want him to be their starting quarterback in 2020. And, and I think they still believe in his development, too. And they are year-to-year year at quarterback. Rivers, his one-year, $25 million when none of that money pushed into the future. I think if he plays the way he did last year in Los Angeles, he's gone. And maybe they go back to Brissett and draft another guy. But it would not surprise me to see Brissett under center next year. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've also given away
2: their first-round picks. So if they wanted to make some sort of splash and get one of these rookies in the first round, they can't do it. They got the Forrest Buckner instead.
3: Right, Brissette was a guy. Their contract, the, I, I know they love him, but I think if they didn't have their that contract where all of his money almost was guaranteed this year, that they would have gotten rid of him. They're, they wouldn't be paying him sixteen million dollars to be someone's backup. But he's one of those guys that it would have been more costly to get rid of him than it would be to keep him. And if you're in that scenario, he's not going to be a pain in the locker room. He is a good guy. He is a great backup quarterback at the very least so why not just uh why not just keep old jake around i'm not buying he's a, anyone's quarterback of the future this guy's 28 or 9 years old he's almost as sneaky old as Taysom hill
5: Ouch. well i don't know if he's the backup or the quarterback Shots of the season, fired. but they could find themselves in a situation <laughs> next year where he's their best option. right right and he's been there for three
3: years that's the thing when they talk about his development i mean he's He's been on that team for three seasons now. It's it's not uh, like he just got there.
1: I would think Jake Brisket becoming their quarterback again would be a, a last-case scenario for them because they, they said it at the end of the regular season that they got a huge sample size of Brissett, and he didn't d- do enough for them. So what would sitting him on the bench for a year, bringing him back, make him their answer quarterback unless it was an absolute necessity where they couldn't find anyone else to play the position? Yep, makes sense. All right. More quarterback news. The Panthers trade Kyle Allen to the Redskins. Did we see Kyle Allen in London? Was that the quarterback when they beat the Bucks? Indeed. Yep. Uh, speaking of London, we were at a somewhat historic game because in that game where the Panthers beat the Bucks, in that same Peter King piece I alluded to a few minutes ago, that was the game where the Bucks uh, internally were like, "Oh no, we can't. This Winston thing's not going to work." When he threw five picks and had two fumbles, uh, so we were there. We could say we could always say we were there.
2: It was an intense melt job, and we were like on the sideline attempting to do sideline reporting in one of the last ever. Not attempting, ever well, I mean, not we, attempting. Did, we pulled it off, but yeah. we pulled it off. But I mean. To be 30, 40 yards away from watching one of the more intense quarterback melts of all time was uh, was memorable.
1: <laughs> it sure was. Anyway, Kyle Allen had a little, had his moment, and uh, I think it kind of uh, crested in, in that game in London where they had, I think, had won four or five or something along those lines, and then he kind of revealed himself to be not maybe the answer. So Tom Pellicero reported the Panthers trade Allen to the Redskins Uh, per a source informed of the situation. The Redskins are sending a fifth-round pick back in exchange for Allen. The trade comes after the Panthers sign XFL star PJ Walker, who uh, lit up that league in its uh, abbreviated first season. So some musical chairs in the backup positions for two squads. It's great news for Dwayne Haskins. You know, we talked
3: about where is Jameis Winston going to land, where – are there some spots you could see for Andy Dalton like who like where the, a legit competition come in we said Washington and this makes me think they're not going that route and Kyle Allen supposedly might get a chance to compete with Dwayne Haskins a little bit or be a guy that's there if Haskins struggles cuz Ron Rivera likes him but uh, give me a break if they're going to Kyle Allen that is saying goodnight to the Dwayne Haskins era
2: I think well, it's interesting that you know if you're Ron Rivera you're trying. He seems to want to sign every Panthers player he can, and Brandon Bean up in Buffalo keeps stealing these Panthers players away for Sean McDermott. And there's this little inner NFC war. I thought it was interesting also to watch to see Lewis Riddick on Twitter suggest that P.J. Walker, who really was pretty awesome um, in Houston with the with the XFL, I don't know what you can say the competition was. That he thought he might steal snaps and starts away ultimately from Teddy Bridgewater this year. I, I'll wait to see it, but. He is an interesting
1: player. In other news, the New York Giants have added some depth to their backfield by way of Deion Lewis, the 29-year-old running back who was cut loose by the Titans uh, after this season. It's a one-year deal. Saquon Barkley, obviously the man there. uh, But now Deion Lewis joins that team. In other news, Nelson Aguilar signs uh, a one year contract with the Raiders, the Raiders and Aguilar, who had his moments in Philly, but really could never, uh, win the trust of the fans and apparently of the coaching staff and front office because of his, uh, poor pair of hands. Uh, he now gets a fresh start with the Raiders who are still looking to, um, improve on that wide res- receiver group that just got killed by Antonio Brown going nuts. So that a look for the Raiders to address that in the draft.
5: Well, I feel like after five years of Nelson Aguilar, the one thing that I feel like I have a good sense of is that he can only be a good receiver when he's playing primarily in the slot. That's when the Super Bowl year when he had a good year, he was playing the slot. And the Raiders have Greg's boy Hunter Renfro there. I, I don't like him <laughs> as the number two receiver playing outside.
3: Mm. They need Greg- some more res- they need some more receivers. I mean uh they have signed to just about everyone possible in, in the offseason. Like, Mike Mayock's getting busy. Eli Apple, Corey Littleton, Nick, Nick Kwiatkowski, Carl Nassim, Malik Collins, Aguilar, Witten, Mariota. Like They have signed a little bit of everything. But the one position that was probably the most desperate was receiver, and Aguilar
1: isn't really doing a lot for me. Mm -mm, Neither. Nor is Jason Witten at the tight end option. Uh, But they have some pieces there as well. Greg, did uh, Hunter Renfro's rookie season, well, not spectacular, but certainly productive uh, from where he's taken in the draft. Did that change how you feel about rookies with uh, suspect hairlines?
3: No, I think that's a red flag. (laughs) I mean, um, you're not going to be respected in the locker room. And um, my thing with Renfro is just throwing the ball to him early in the season was wildly inefficient, and uh, he he played quite well down the stretch. I'm not giving up. I'm not saying that this guy's going to be great though. Let's calm
2: down. So, so you're you not do a lot with your hair these <laughs> days too. I mean, we we've, we've had people couched inside our own uh, network that we went to a few media summits, and I can think of one individual who suddenly, after years of being. I thought bald showed up with a um, a thick, full head of hair out of nowhere. And, yeah. you know, you got they some mean, Jason Witten
3: is an example right on the Raiders of there the creative ways you
1: can handle things. Greg, did you say you're not giving up on giving up on Hunter Pro? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Finally in the news, uh, ESPN says no thank you to uh, – or excuse me, Peyton Manning says no thank you to ESPN. The Post has learned – Sources, according to Andrew Martin, who is just all over this story for the Post, uh, sources say the overriding factor was whether Manning finally wanted to enter the broadcast booth and commit to the weekly schedule in the fall. The answer remains no. So from where we were a few weeks ago when it was very exciting, the thought of Al Michaels and Peyton Manning being the Monday Night Dream team. Uh, and Mike Tirico getting his shot on Sunday night earlier than expected with Chris Collinsworth for NBC. None of that's happening. Al remains with NBC and Collinsworth and ESPN. I don't know where they go, quite, uh, quite honestly, because uh, it's clear they want to make a change, uh, but uh, they don't have a solution right now. And if you're Booger and Tessitore, it's it's obvious, you know, it's a business. And that, uh, I guess it's hard not to take it personally, but they are publicly, uh, at least it's being publicly reported, trying to replace you. Can you bring those guys back? How does it work? I don't know. We're going to find out.
5: Kurt Warner was reportedly their second option. I think Marshawn had that as well. So hmm. maybe we'll see him. And I've said this before, but I've, I've liked when he's done a playoff game here and there. The Saturday night games with uh, Rich Eisen and and, um, he's I think Kurt Warner's done a really good job he does
2: great work on radio too and I think the difference between Kurt Warner and Peyton Manning is that Kurt Warner has discovered that he enjoys broadcasting football I I get that Peyton Manning keeps getting matched with these dream roles you know years on end but I, I don't get any sense that Peyton Manning has any real innate desire to be a color analyst for the NFL. I mean, is, does it, is there any hint that that's the case? Hmm.
1: No. Well, not so far. Not so far. Maybe in time, but at this point, no. And ESPN is uh, probably pretty bummed about it. Wes, did you say Andrew Marchand? Are, are you, you have that on authority, or are you just going with a alternate reading of his name?
5: I'm just going by how my history of seeing that name pronounced. Marchand. I
2: think Marchand? it's actually
5: Marchando. I mean, that's where it, that's the root um, where it
2: came from, from the old country. Ricky, I could can,
1: be dead wrong. Can you get on this, Ricky? I think it's Andrew Marchand. Wes says it is Andrew Marchand.
4: Yeah, um, I think you're both right.
1: <laughs> no, I need you to do research on this. Case can solved. You reach out to the New York Post, please. OK, yeah, I'm on it. OK, great. Uh, and that's what's happening in the news. All right. Mark, I wanted to touch base with you on something uh, because okay. I know there's been a lot of uh, uh, questions about you and your Airbnb setup. Well, now we have an update on the situation from Simone Sessler on Twitter. A big thank you to Mark Sessler for figuring out how we can both work and homeschool our boys. I took over his home office and we got a cheap Airbnb studio around the corner as a quiet office space to podcast and take turns getting breaks, we both homeschool the boys. My hero. Wow.
3: Wait, she wrote my hero? or did She you wrote it.
2: She what wrote that. What do I need that? to add to that?
1: Now, the initial thought, and this is fair or unfair, is that you had something to do with this tweet. Yes, sir. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, that was your initial thought, and I—I I said fair or unfair. You weighed into that degree. I think it's unfair because, you know,
1: I did reply. I did reply to Simone. Okay, Mark.
2: Yeah, I saw that, and I—I'm, and I, you know, I fire back at you if 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 if, the, if there were kernels of that that were true. But here's the thing: the plan played out um, in a in a perfect way because I needed it, you know, almost entirely. When free agency was in its frenzy period, mm-hmm. and you know, and it, we have tried to figure out how to keep this house calm. Currently, I'm in a what used to be a bedroom. It now just looks like a ramshackle um, northern quadrant of Iran. But I have the door no, locked. It's and, doing a nice
3: job with I it. I mean, you, you got a
5: whole it, setup behind yeah, you. Right. I haven't but put I mean, in any it, work
3: it, into that in a week and a half, and you got yours looking beautiful. And well, uh, one, again, one, it's one like it,
2: it's, it tracks back to being, um, you know, caring about the show and being a professional. <laughs> but the Airbnb <laughs> thing for some. Side of it um, paid incredible dividends from the Friday through Sunday period. Where I, you know, as any good husband would try to do, get out of here. You've been dealing with these kids for, you know, four or five days. And we're, we're I think, like with a lot of people, I, I'm with Greg. I'm not trying to complain about anything. I've kind of enjoyed um, homeschooling them a little bit. now then it gets to be a little bit too much, but they are here 24 7. They're not allowed to wander the streets, obviously. So, you're, we're just trying to figure it out. And that was an incredible um, investment for the one and a half week period. It just it worked. I, and I would is suggest it, it. Well, it's so it's we had it. We have it for a couple more days, but it's lost its base function other than I'm going to give her another night off because it's just, you know, these you have these little kids. They wake up at like six o'clock in the morning. Well, Who how, needs that when how far you away know, is it? I could walk there in five minutes. Hmm. It is literally. I could also see NFL Network out the window of it, and I initially thought we were going to have to go into this. Remember, we were going to go into the studio and all this stuff, and then Society just said <laughs> everything is over, and so the proximity mattered uh, less
3: because because you know one of the things people are stressing here during all this social distancing is you got to keep that connection going, and that's not just with people that you you know over the phone or anything. That that's with your wife, and I'm thinking. These kids fall asleep. It's only five minutes away. You never you know?
2: know. You never know. I... <laughs> <laughs> you I'm i just are, saying, but yeah, once they're weird. asleep, you know... It's a, it's a crafty plan, Greg. In our practice, we don't <laughs> typically leave the nine- and seven-year-olds I believe it's a so also in the
1: house. an illegal plan, I would say, <laughs> in terms of how the, the law sees uh, child-rearing. Uh,
2: as Greg pointed out, though, last show, the, the L.A. police seem to have vanished entirely. <laughs> so I think you could probably get away. I've not seen a policeman anywhere. Have
5: you? Not, not every romantic rendezvous is above board as far as the law is concerned. Sometimes well, you have live a little legal, dangerously. Yeah. You know.
1: Yeah, thank you. <laughs> That's true. That's true. There would be guilt, though, if you did do that and you return and your youngest, say, has a horrific nightmare and he's stumbling around the house looking for a parent to hold. Yeah, and, I'd feel you know. a tad
2: guilty. <laughs> I don't know if that I'd, I'd question my so own let's, inner let's, being. Let's
1: calm down about the idea of, you know, sometimes love and passion can't be held by laws. I mean, the kids need you. I don't think the coronavirus and what's happening to our country has done an incredible
2: amount for people's um, marriage libido scenarios in general. I mean, that's I'm just going to suggest it's not a high point in the. In well, you got the that back over- house, though. I forgot about that.
1: <laughs> the shack. Well, that's well you know. can go to the shack and get away with it because you're still on the property and, you know, anyway. No comment. So these are all these are all possibilities for you, buddy. Um, let's get into it. Greg wrote a sub banger by his own estimation. Here's the headline. 2020 NFL free agency's best contracts colon cousins extension smart <laughs> I mean <laughs> those I headline
2: worker those headline guys have not the headlines are always sure.
1: revealed
3: to me by you Dan but yes
2: <laughs> wait this is one of the I'm reading this now and I, I don't know how they came up with this but I they're a wonderful editing team love them
5: it's like whatever up. can right. get the most controversy that's got to be the headline
1: Uh, Let's get into it, Greg. You mentioned Kirk Cousins. You know, you could look at it two ways, Greg, with Cousins. It's a nice deal. Um, It keeps stability at the position. There might be other people. In fact, there are that say that this guy is, you know, fairly pedestrian and he hasn't been able to get him over the hump in the first two years. And now you're essentially tying yourself to him for half a decade. Speak to that. I
3: liked it just from a financial point of view because it only added one year of guaranteed money. It's two years, 66 million, but it only, if they wanted to, they could get out of it out of two years. So it's not half a decade. It's basically just tacking one extra year on, but then you don't have to go into the season with all the questions of, is he a franchise quarterback or not? It's like, they've made a decision. They saved $10 million in cap space by doing the move. They were decisive about it. And, uh, when the contract ends and he might not get another one from Minnesota, like it wouldn't surprise me if he's not in the top 10 highest paid quarterbacks in the league. So it's really not like a crazy amount of money. anyways, anyways.
5: I stand in all of your ability to, uh, generate strong feelings one way or another on that contract. Mm.
3: I just like the the move. <laughs> here's the here's the reason why West Wes be- is not on board with this
5: segment because yeah, I mean, I'm like getting Kurt that Cousins, that Cousins that got another thirty million. Of I mean, okay. Whatever. Because I'm
3: I've killed and I hate what the Cowboys have done and I hate what the Redskins did with Cousins last time. And this is the opposite of that when they would have had every reason to do that. That it would have cost them more money in the long run uh, to wait around and and been a little bit of a problem. Instead, you open up cap space now. I think the Cowboys are going to pay for
1: it. Another move you like, Greg, Jason Hargrave, formerly of the Steelers, joins a, a, an Eagles defense that was not lacking guys that can get it done on the defensive line, but now they are you know, downright scary with Hargrave involved.
3: Yeah, Wes, Wes talked up the Eagles moves the other day, and I totally agreed. It's about getting like impact players, and I like teams that have an identity, and they build strength on strength, and that defensive line is their strength. Malik Jackson's going to be healthy again next year, so you have Jackson – Hargrave, Fletcher Cox, Derek Barnett. That's a good. It's a good Brandon group, Graham. and and I don't think it was uh, too expensive to get him either. At least compared to other defensive linemen in free agency. What move? What's a move you hated? Ooh, what's I want to hear. On what, with I, I want to hear what tea, West, West, What did you not like about it? Let's hear that. <laughs>
5: I mean, I was but just I like, know. of course Greg's going to say he hated Todd Gurley. You've always hated him. Never credited him as a good running back. You've never liked Robert Quinn. Like, all these guys, of course, course, they're on your that... list. Vic Qu- Beasley, Quin of course, is one he's one of... on your list.
3: See, I wouldn't expect anyone, you, I mean, to remember who I like or don't like, but Quinn has been one of my favorite players, uh, I would say, You've over the last five or six years. You've every year
5: for the last three or four years. And then when he played lights out, absolutely lights out with the Cowboys last year. Yeah. Like that didn't seem to factor into your analysis.
3: It did. But there's a reason why he cost five million dollars on a one year contract the year before and why the why he's been on so many different teams. Five straight years. He's had an injury problem until last year. So are you going to trust the four years before that or are you going to trust just last year? I'm going to
5: trust the last time I saw him, which was unblockable.
3: Well, the the Bears agree with you. They must have felt the same about Jimmy Graham. You know, the last time they saw him, he had a, like a 30-yard catch. And you'll see that again like once every I don't every know what two, two they years. were looking at with Jimmy Graham. The playoff game, he had a 30-yard catch. I think it was the only
5: one all year. And they were like, wow, that guy must be great. How long did it take him to cover those 30 yards?
1: <laughs> so much. Two and a half minutes, I believe. I timed Jimmy it. Graham. All right, Wes, what else did you hate about what Greg wrote? Yeah. That's it. Just, just oh. the
5: part where I knew he would bash Todd Gurley and Robert Quinn.
3: Well, what's what is the instinct? to, Okay, the Falcons have like no cap space relatively, and that's what they're saving it for. Like, what? Why do you have to pay Todd Gurley six million dollars? I don't because get it. that's well, what the draft. You don't for. have
5: to, but but I understand the low risk of that. Like one year, six million dollars for a guy who that's fair. Another year removed, and it's not like he even had surgery. What if? He just flashes that form again. What if he gets to be like 85% of what he was when he was Offensive Player of the Year? Now you've got a great offense in Atlanta.
2: I will give this to Greg. If someone assigned me the the chore of, coming up financially with the best and worst contracts i'd be t- a child blindfolded in the woods in the middle of the night i have no idea <laughs> how to write that so i think greg was the right person to author
5: this it'd be like no, it your was...
3: children searching the the los angeles streets <laughs> <laughs> looking for their parents yeah, you're, out, you're out at the motel it's it also was... like yeah go ahead wes
5: i would say it's well reasoned and well written i just you know i gotta have something for the show where i rip on greg's you know the same guys he always hates are on here again. And also our- down and Wes
2: has a loaded gun in his right hand. So I don't, <laughs>
1: you know, I'd get, get out of this as quick as possible. Our editor, uh, Phil Spector, you know, he has me working on power rankings for tomorrow. It's si- kind of similar, Greg, though, also in a good way that there's, you can't be right or wrong with this.
3: Yeah. Well, I looked at last we'll year's say. list that I made, and tell—believe me, you can be wrong. There are some whoppers. Zadaria Smith was on the worst contracts list. That might have been the best free but agency you signing of
1: all time. You can't be right or wrong on the day you publish it.
3: No, that's fair. Randall Cobb, come at me. That's what I feel pretty strong about. By the way, that's a terrible contract. That was like we didn't get—we just traded DeAndre Hopkins, and he was our plan, and we're just going to pay him
1: whatever he wants. Come on. Is, does it hurt you a little bit now? NFL Network shut down. This would have been a great little seg for you to have your tie on and the, the the pocket square, and you'd be <laughs> going through all these with Siciliano or money, and it'd be a real moment for you. And it kind of it's out the door.
3: Well, how how have those moments really made an impact in the world <laughs> at large previously? I don't, I don't know if it would have been a moment, as you
1: uh, described it. <laughs> more, more personal moment, because you're going through a lot. By the way, you're if you're searching
2: for programming, I, I, I can think of an hour-long uh, show that we could offer daily, there five days a week. Uh, where's the, why, are they, why are we failing to drum up interest uh, with these people walking around the third floor? We have no idea. Where do we get contact? Let's replay Tom Brady's 2008 Week 8 victory four times in a row. I don't know. You could have picked any any year, um, except 2008. You know. Well, that's nothing <laughs> well, beats. That, yeah, it's, that it's, would like, be something. How if did you pull that off, that Mark? Tape. I don't know because it's. I I probably just argued against my own point right there.
1: Nothing ever. Nothing for me will ever beat what they had on the air Friday. It was called the Jameis Winston Showcase. What? I just love that <laughs> free agency showcase. <laughs> do well, that. Well, that was a tough spot.
3: That was the the night before because I was supposed to be on now on Friday afternoon last Friday, and watching our mayor Eric Garcetti announce that we're now in in our shutdown. That's like the only time the mayor is ever going to tell me that my hit has been canceled.
1: <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Don't need to wait for the internal email on that one. Um, finally, before we go today, so check it out nfl. dot com slash rosenthal. Um, did anybody, was anyone else alarmed by uh, Ben Roethlisberger's appearance Appearance yes. uh, in his... Let's listen to a little bit of uh, Big Ben, Ricky, if we can. Wouldn't the Steelers be? <laughs> hey, everyone. Ben Roethlisberger here. Just wanted to take a moment to make a quick video to let everyone know that we're doing well here, locked down in the house, and um, let everyone know we're thinking about them and praying for everyone. And um, if you absolutely have to leave your house, which we encourage not doing, but if you have to... I just hope everyone practices good social distancing um, six, eight feet away from everyone. Um, but if you're locked down in your house like we are, uh, there's a lot of fun things that you can do and, and figure out. Uh, we spent this the morning uh, figuring out curriculum for the for the next few weeks of and he just goes on and on and and it's it's funny how there's some other he expected everyone to not be like thinking only about what was going on with his beard and his face and his hair
4: yeah it's uh
2: yeah I you wow. know I, w- I think he could take a tip from you Dan because I'm looking at the overall presentation and a little bit of redkin up top might turn that from um, right. sort of no. Uh, no. trapped mountain man to swell and trim the beard a little but his message is very nice but I find his appearance to be um, Awesome. from 10 years from now well, I would if someone said this is from 2031 I'd be like oh yeah it is
1: yeah he's still talking by the way he could also use the redkin would be fine because he could use a little style up top but what about greg's beard oil like to take a, mm. to, a minute to, to yeah blend. i mean sculpt that looked, thing
5: he looks like an afternoon regular at huckapoos I think I've had many a Jagerbaum with <laughs> this guy I mean he looks like he
3: could play <laughs> right guard just that's the elephant in the room and then uh he's cutting his own hair that much is clear if you look at the top he is cutting his own hair
1: was that a figure of speech or are you actually calling big ben an elephant in the room
5: <laughs> well why do you think he's got the beard he was the only quarterback with multiple chins so he had to cover it up yeah, right.
1: he he is you know and not trying to be mean i you know you know i'm a man of generous carriage myself but like he's over 300 pounds right
2: well it's like well, 70 I'm of that gonna... is in his beard hair I didn't see the rest of the body. I, for me to make that claim, I'd want him to um, reveal the rest of what's happening with the body.
3: He could be—he mm. could be a guy. Maybe just he gains it in the face. I mean, it's—it's it's possible. But um, we don't have to worry about him blocking any of us because he's already blocked all of us and
1: the rest That's of the true. internet that is that is true. I just I'm looking forward to well I'm looking forward to the world res- returning to normal and there being a 2020 season, but then after that I'm looking forward to training camp and Big Ben shows up and he's cut out of marble. That's like that would be one of the great shocks and I would be so pumped up. Like like Brad Pitt on the roof in uh once upon a time in Hollywood when he takes the shirt off, right Mark? Mm. Yeah, I'm
2: not that he Brad Pitt looks um he he fit that scene. I don't think you're going to get that from Big Ben, and I wouldn't if I if I had a house, I wouldn't put Big Ben on my roof because I'm not sure that he doesn't go right through it at this point. So I don't need. You can't even get a construction man to your house at this point. So no, no thanks.
1: Who is Wes? You're a great historian of the game. Who is the last um, plus sized quarterback to thrive?
5: Oh, to thrive? Yeah. Oh, you might have to go back to like Sonny Jergensen for that. But I mean, the first guy you think of is the Pillsbury Throw Boy, right?
1: Of course, rest in peace, Jared rest, Jared in Lorenzo, rest in power. Yeah,
5: yeah. Um, I think Sonny Jurgensen might be. <laughs> I said
1: thrive. Yeah,
5: <laughs> yeah you got to go back to the 70s probably. It's pro- I don't know about any 80s. Fr- from the time they started getting millions of dollars, I don't think you can come to camp like 300 pounds anymore.
1: Mm. Well, it's, gonna, it's a fascinating subplot around the Steelers. And uh, just trim it up, Ben, that's all. Just trim it up. I mean, we're growing out our beards too, but. I don't know. You just you can't let it get scraggly like that because you start to look a little nuts after a while.
5: A little bit wanna, of self care. Yeah, you're not going to walk walk over his bridge.
1: No, mm. no. <laughs> Somebody else have a bridge joke? Um, all right, good stuff, guys. Um, we we'll be back tomorrow with another show, and we will uh, track what's going on in the NFL. And uh, that is and that is good advice. I will say though, from Big Ben, to continue practicing your social distancing. And uh, keeping everyone safe. Oh my god!
2: And meanwhile, an animal is attacking somebody.
1: <laughs> Come on,
3: Ricky, clean it up. That's that's um, what's his name? Old uh, Puggo. Thor. Thor. Pugo.
4: Thor. I'm muting my mic so you can't hear him. But. All Puggo. <laughs> I wanted to call him Toto, but it's it's not Toto. It's I guess it's Thor. that time because
3: Walker is uh, hey, approaching Walker. too. There he there is. There he is. I, hey, buddy. The, the other day he was doing a podcast by himself. Uh, it was about football. It was about animals, uh but he he likes the microphone setup. I'll mm.
5: subscribe. Hello.
2: All right, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> very it's very, good. G- very clearly pronounced. Very, very,
1: very good job. <laughs> Speaks directly into the mic that's one of the first tenets of broadcasting. All right, guys. Ricky, let's uh do this again tomorrow. And uh, until then, this has uh, been the Around the NFL podcast presented by Intuit QuickBooks, the official sponsor of the NFL. This is Dan Hansa signing off for The Quiet Storm, The Mailman, The Old Boss, The Lil Boss, and Ricky Hollywood Behind the Glass. Until Tuesday.
3: That, that was the end. How is it? Yeah. Well, we're here. We're just all going to say bye. I don't know if there's anything good to say.
5: Hello. Hello.
0: Ooh. Hello.
3: What do you want to talk about on your podcast, Walker?
4: Patriots.
3: You want to talk about the Patriots? I know. I don't want to tell Walker that he's he's a becoming a Patriots fan at like the precise worst time.
0: Hello. Hello. All right. Patriots.
3: Who likes the Eagles?
4: My sister. Yeah. She also likes the Rams.
3: She likes the Rams and the Chargers probably the best now, and maybe the Bucks and Eagles next. What did you think about Tom Brady, Walker? No, no. You weren't
0: happy? All right. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower...